Welcome back to another episode of the Roblob Podcast. This is your captain speaking. We're about ready for takeoff. Just get your mind ready for some delight, some stupidity, and some noise. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Rollbot Podcast. If I sound a little fired up, it's because I got Andy and Kenny in game mode. It is the Zip Em Up Preview Podcast. And I'm, you know, the hold back coach, Andy, that uh, our Rams coach used to have back. I feel like that for Kenny right now. I feel like I got to hold back Kenny from, from going too crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm looking at the roster. I'm looking at the bracket. I'm, I mean, I'm just, I'm going to be down there. I'm going to be in rare form. Let's go. TBT debut for Kenny Freeze. Is, am I right? Yeah, right. Well, well, I mean, I played in it before, but well, I've never been I've never been around for Zip 'em up. And Zip 'em up debut. Debut. All right, there we go. And it is going to be a different level of energy. I can't wait to see Kenny's face when like Mark Lyons makes a crazy play and is like hitting the other team with the heat too little like yeah. I can just see Kenny coming over to the bench just, you know, just yapping and going crazy like, "Man, I can't wait." Yeah. <laughs> I got to keep off the floor. <laughs> I'm going to I wish I was playing. I really do. Just you know, these guys, they, they're they all still professional basketball players. You know, man, I haven't been a professional basketball player in four years. It's like, it's tough to it's tough to get yourself back into that mindset. But I'm, I was looking at the roster, and I'm just excited, man. Like, I, there's a couple guys that I, you know, I got to watch play when I was overseas and stuff. But, you know, like James Farr, JP, all these guys, like, I haven't actually got to meet him and sit down and talk with him. But I've obviously seen their work. Um, but I'm excited to get to meet everybody. You know, we were talking about it before. My boy Book's coming back, and I could not be more excited about that. I just saw it on the website, and I am over the moon about seeing Book again. It's been a long time. Why don't you talk real quick about why you're so excited the Book's back? Because I don't know how many people are going to – because I don't know what the reception is going to be like when, when fans hear about this. I, I, all I can say is when you walk into a room and Book's there, there's just – he just has a – an energy about him, man. He just like, he has the ability to get you hyped up. He has the ability to get you to work hard, but you know, all that stuff, all that stuff is great for when he's a coach, but just as a person, one of the funniest people you ever meet, he's, I just, I, there's, you always have a smile on your face when books around. And I am, I can't, I just saw his face pop up on the website. <laughs> and instantly it just brings back, you know, tons of memories and it just made me laugh because i'm just I, I can't wait to see him it sounds like from what i've heard from guys that played for him if you played for him you will run through an absolute wall for him. yeah he was the i don't know if anybody in the country is better at, re at recruiting than book is he's just you need somebody you need somebody that you want to come to your school you send him out there and that dude's coming to the school i don't care what you gotta say he is a monster and i cannot wait to see him 
I love it. We'll, we'll get to the roster here in a second. I know we're going to do a little roster breakdown, a little path breakdown, all that kind of fun stuff. Kenny, I, we were talking about this uh, before the pod. What's it going to be like if Xavier zip him up, wins the first game, plays the nasty natty in the second round, and wins that Saturday night? What's yeah. it going to be like in Norwood <laughs> after that game? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but, you know, that could that could end up being one of the greatest nights. That, that might be the top three drunkest I'll ever be. Huh? That might be the top three drunkest I'll ever be. <laughs> I don't know if I I'll get I don't, know, I don't know if I'll get there because it's a pretty high bar, but it's uh that, that <laughs> night playing the same game. <laughs> <laughs> that night is gonna be, you know, just just the implication of the game. Um, you know, not just because of what happened when I was there, but just as a as a rivalry. There's nothing like it in college basketball. I mean, maybe North Carolina Duke, but um, Cincinnati Xavier is just such a – I mean, you mark your calendar as a, as a fan, as a player, a coach, whatever you are. You mark your calendar for that game every year. And just seeing it seeing it happen in a – and, I mean, you know that TBT set that up on purpose. Like, that's oh, a made-for-TV sure. made moment. That's going to get yes, radio. Sir. I mean, it's – that is going to be – I mean, both teams just got to take care of business in round one. And then that night, that the day leading up to that, it's going to be oh god, the energy. I think you and might then, even get two, you might even get two coming out of the woodwork for that one. <laughs> oh, hey, that's a that's a bomb. And and what's it going to be like, Kenny? It sounds like oh, a lot of the former players are going to get together, watch the game together, all that kind of fun stuff. What's it going to be like live with a bunch of like Xavier Bros, Xavier brethren, used to like that have played at Xavier. Watching Cheeks and JP and Trey and James Farr just go crazy. I mean, the environment's going to be nuts. Like, what's that going to be like to just see, like, crazy dunk? You know what I mean? Just yeah, yeah. Insane. I mean, I I look at it like when we went when we went down for the Texas game, we were all at that, at that bar together. And, you know, it was like – I, I want to say there was probably eight ex-players there. Maybe – maybe I can't remember exactly yeah. what it was. But, I mean, it's like you're locked in. Those are your boys playing. That's like, you know, as you're at that point, you're more than a fan. You know what I mean? You're more than just watching the game. You're you feel like you're a part of it and getting all those guys together and everybody being in the same place. It's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, a lot of the guys, a lot of the former players, you know, they were before my time or or after maybe. And um, so it's but we all have the same thing in common and we all, you know, we all blood, blood, sweat and tears for the Xavier program and um, you know, that, that brotherhood, even if we never met each other before, it doesn't, it's not something that stops you from being like locked in and, and just ready to, you know, get, put it, put that on your back and just be, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I can't even explain to you how excited I am. Like I'm having to hold myself back. A little. I, I can confirm every time we start a podcast, he brings that up, how excited he is to come down for TBT and we're less than a week away. Yep. Still a seven in front of the gate, so we're good. <laughs> still a seven in front. I got to talk to Coop about getting a Kenny Cam, man. I uh, might need a Kenny Cam. It's going to be I, a lot. I might have a GoPro. We'll see. It's like on the ceiling. Um, <laughs> so, fellas, let's go ahead and jump into the roster here. I know Kenny's been been going through the page, the roster page, that he's getting excited. God, this roster is deep. I mean, absolute dudes. It goes 13 deep. Uh, every guy can play. 
Kenny, what sticks out looking at this roster? What do you what do you think they're going to bring? Man, I, you know, you just – I mean, the only problem that I see is you – know, I'm just hoping there's enough basketballs on the court. <laughs> but, they're playing with three balls. Yeah, I mean, no, but I think I think if they if these guys can put together a good game plan, really stick to whatever system they decide they're going to go with, and everybody plays within their roles, uh, doesn't play outside themselves, I think – I mean – the talent's there, no question. They can make a deep run. They can win the whole damn thing. It, like I'm just, they have, they have answers for for everything. It seems. Like. I mean, it's. Uh, I'm just excited to see it all play out. You have yeah, everything. That's one thing that I noticed is like, I mean, we had a we had the talent to win the whole damn thing last year, and then we got better this year. Like adding yeah. Jimmy Farr, just like not not only his his touch out there, his his defensive mindset out there, but it's just his leadership. Like everybody, like one one thing that from from a fan's perspective, I don't know. I obviously I didn't uh, know what he was like on the sideline or the or the um, locker room, but I can't imagine anything but everybody just crowding around Jimmy Farr and riding with him. And he he had that he was the glue guy, and he'll be. I feel like he'll be that same way, that same Jimmy Farr on this team. And then we add a a, a Xavier legend in Paul Scruggs, who's just. This is this is another he has another chance at his big moment. That's a cool story. That's a cool yeah. it's a cool redemption arc for Paul Scruggs. I mean, kind of going full circle, and this is his first public basketball since that horrible injury. You know what I mean? So a really, really cool redemption piece. And I think that the fans are really gonna get behind him, which is really cool. And then you think of I love the addition of Remy Abel. I mean, I think he's a perfect addition to JP and Trey on the wing. Because obviously they're yep. scorers, but Remy's just a bulldog, defensive minded, athletic as hell. I can see him getting leak out buckets from JP like in the fast break. Uh, one thing I can see Karam too. Like, you remember Remy downhill? Like they downhill used to Remy say on Twitter That's, all the time. Downhill Remy. Downhill Remy is what started the conversation yep. of how the fuck do we not have a team? Like, yeah. So Cap yeah, and I yeah, were watching Sideline yeah. Cancer's first round game just to watch Remy Abel. We got together for that game. Yeah. We brought some brewskis uh, and. Yep. We just got. We just watched Remy Abel cook and downhill. Remy made he had two fast break buckets uh, where he just and he finished through contact. And we're like, God, and we got got all jacked up. Then we, then we just looked at each other. How the fuck do we not have a team? That's yeah. we that we should reenact. That it literally happened. Like we're just screaming at each other. Like how the fuck do we not have a team? Guess what, motherfucker? We do have a team. Let's go. Yeah. That be really cool, actually, Andy, to see that. I could just see JP and Karam just grab it off the glass, getting it to Remy and just touchdown. Yeah, you know I mean, take it all the way to the end zone, baby. So I love that addition. And then I got to say, and I know this is going to hype up Kenny, having Mark Lyons back, having Mark Lyons, the OG back. I cannot tell you in year one, bro, how, I mean, and I'm not even on Kenny levels, but like just the way he would talk in the locker room, like at halftime, just like, I'm about to go like dunk on somebody right now. Like, like he would have me fired the fuck up, dude. He is such an alpha and just like, he's just that type to just not, he's like, if we're going to come, we are coming correct. Like he will not let, he will not let it go south. I'm gonna Just snip that co- that that line right there. Yeah, <laughs> if we're gonna come, we're coming correct. Pause. <laughs> no, but he's just he just will not. He's he's like if we're gonna put Xavier on on this in this tournament, we are gonna do it the right way, and we will not go out. Uh, That's exactly right. Go he, out. He's. I say it all the time. Mark has two speeds, and it's fast and faster. There's no. There's nothing about him in his. And anything that he does that he doesn't do with 100% effort. And 
he wouldn't be coming on this team. I can guarantee you that he would not be playing on this team if he didn't think that there was a chance that they had it, that they had a good chance to win, advance, and possibly win the whole thing. He wouldn't be here. I know it. Exactly. What's interesting is I look at the previous two years, and I feel like both teams had a, a couple of missing pieces here and there. And what stinks is like in year one, like really the only like game ready, in my opinion, no disrespect to anybody, but like Sean O'Meara was kind of the only big that was kind of like on that level, ready to go. We had Karam, but there was like some stuff overseas that, that caused him not to be able to make it. Then last year you have Karam, and Karam dominated. He was a walking 2010 guy, but then Mark yep. was hurt. You know what I mean? Which is, yeah, I think Mark was our MVP in year one. So now he, you was, had he, was, he was hurt. Uh, like, so have, not having him uh, year, year two, that, that hurt a lot. But I do think Samaje played oh. above and beyond to kind of make up for that. But we also did not have Mark's emotional leadership because he just simply was not there. If he were able to make the trip, even with right. the ankle injury, then I, I don't I don't think we really lose a whole lot with the way Samaje played because we still have Mark's emotional leadership. And the way Samaje played was just incredible. Um, but having both of them this year, that right. we we are as good as anybody at the guard spot. Yeah, no question. And then you think of the additions of Paul Scruggs, Randy Abel, guys who are like because we haven't really had that, in my opinion, yet that guy that complements those wings off the bench on that kind of a level. And then Nate Johnson. I mean, I think Nate Johnson has been so underutilized in TBT so far. Um, yep. But guys. It's just such an, an interesting mixture of talent. And we oh, haven't talked about Right. I'm, and that's what I'm saying. I think you have – you legitimately have – I mean, I'm looking at the roster right now. You have probably three three guards that could give you 30 on any night. Easily. Like, it might just be a of is it their night. Right. Like, and the best part about it – yeah. The, the best part about it is you have so many guards that can put up 30 every night, but if there's a night where one puts up 30 and the other puts up five, that's not going to cause any clashes. They're, they're still going to play the same brand of basketball. Yeah. And right. that's why I think, I think that that's the point. That's the main point. If they're able, if they're able to do that and not let that, like, you know, that voice in the back of their head start creeping in and saying, man, I should have been the one that got 30. If they're able to do that and play together as a team, not let any of that, all of that bull crap that, you know, all basketball players have it. Anybody that's at a professional level, you, everybody has that. Like, I got to be the guy that goes out here and does this. And, and I understand where that's coming from. But, you know, kind of putting that to the side and saying, I'm coming back, I'm representing my school, and we're all going to win a million dollars together. Yep. I mean, you got to do it for three weeks. Put put your, your egos, everything to the side and say, whoever's night it is, that's whose night it's going to be. And they can go out and beat anybody. No question. No question. Because like you said, Nate could drop 30. Paul could drop 30. Trey could drop 30. JP could drop 30. Mark. I mean, any one of those guys could get a 30 ball if they want. That's, the that's, the, that's just the guard spot. <laughs> that's just simply at the guard right. spot. Yeah. Facts. That's then, yeah, right. And then Kaiser led the freaking G League in three-point percentage this year. And then last yeah. year, tip dunks that made the announcers lose their freaking vocal cords. And, How about Kaiser really asserted himself like with, with it not working out the first year. And then and so – I I mean, well, oh man, what was his name first year? Uh, McCollum? Locke, Ky- Kyle Locke. Oh, Kyle yeah, uh, Locke, yeah. yeah. He, he played as well as he could have been, but he just did not have the uh, the, the, the place out. We needed Kaiser Gates there. And right. he, like, he in, the, in that second-round game, he kind of got yeah. – he, he had to guard a guy that was much quicker than him, and that that's a spot yeah. where Kaiser Gates, he just fixes that. That's, that's one of the holes that we had 
was that was that four spot right there. Kaiser Gates just completely asserted himself last year. Didn't really hit shoot well, but uh, the the new Kaiser yeah, that Gates was, that we did not see yeah. at Xavier, and we saw see the professional side of him. He can dunk over people now. He can go, do it from inside and outside now. Yeah, we get to so. see the senior Kaiser Gates. We probably would have seen. Can I throw a lineup at you real quick? Can I throw a lineup? Tell me how yes. you stop this. Mark Lyons, Nate Johnson, J.P. Makura, Trey at the four, Kaiser at the five. Absolute, how do you stop that? Absolute death lineup. <laughs> you, you take a knife and just stab them. Like, Only way. Know, like, I dare you to play a zone. I absolutely dare you. <laughs> please, please play a zone. For the love of God. And then I think it's, <laughs> it's fun doing lineups with this roster, but I also think, too, one piece I've been thinking about is Remy Abel. I mean, he's played on one of the premier TBT programs for the past six, seven years, and they've right. gone to the final of this thing. And if there's That's- one thing that I don't think that we have yet, it's that like experience of going deep in this tournament. I mean, which is the, the guy that's been there? Yeah, he's been there. He's played in the final. They went toe to toe in that game. I remember watching it. And I think he bring and he's even been a presence so far of just being like, hey, here's what it takes to win a TBT. You know, I've been through it's a different, it's a different beast than you know, playing overseas or playing in the whatever the case may be. So I'm excited to see what he brings as well. So uh, I'll also I'll also um take your lineup you just gave but replace Mark Lyons with Samaje Kristen. So the Samaj yeah, Chris that we all. saw last year. Um, so one one thing that Samaj does better than anybody on this roster is he can take a, he can take a point guard one on one, and he can break down a defense it, by himself. And with him having the pass first mentality that we didn't see the first year, we saw the second year. That that, that lineup's absolutely unstoppable. Hey, listen, no disrespect to, to Christian. Don't be taking Mark out of the lineup. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I talked to Rick Browing earlier this week, and he was asking for the starting five, and he put and he put Christian at the one and left Mark out. I was like, dude, there's no way Mark doesn't start. There, I, I, I was just literally... I was just going with the lineup. I wasn't saying no, start. I, no, I'm just messing around. I, I mean, <laughs> and I honestly, Christian is he. I mean, believe me, I know that he can play. I'm not. I'm not saying that he can't. Oh. I'm, you know, I'm just. I'm a. I'm a 08 to 2012 basketball Xavier basketball purist. So I got to go with Mark. <laughs> Okay. No, I hear you. <laughs> and in my opinion, as good as all the players on this in this group are, as good as McCure is, as crazy as Trey's legacy is, in my opinion, Mark's the alpha. Like after being around them all, well, he Mark, demands to be, and that's something we love about. I mean, he is an absolute alpha. An alpha's alpha. He is going to take no shit from anyone. Anyone. It's yeah. insane. <laughs> it is insane, bro. Just even talking to him, like God. He's just a tough motherfucker. A guy you want on your side in the trenches for sure. Yes. Um, let's go ahead and talk about maybe kind of a bird's eye view of the Xavier Regional and kind of what it could mean uh, going forward. I've just been so juiced up thinking about, you know, I've heard ticket sales are much, much higher, 20, 25, 30% higher than even where they were final last year. What do you think this could mean and, uh, you know, going forward of making this a year in and year out, you know, perennial site? I mean, uh, Xavier has such a, Xavier's Arena, Cintas Center is just, I mean, in my opinion, it's like the prototype for what, if you want to have a perfect college basketball arena, the Cintas Center is far and away my favorite, my favorite college basketball arena. Now, I'm obviously a little bit biased, but no bias at all. The way that they have it, the way that that arena is set up is just, it's perfect. I mean, you can have 10,000 people in there. And it feels like they're on top of you. There's not a bad seat in the house. The, I mean, you literally can't. There's not one place in the in the Centos Center where you sit and you're like, "Damn, this isn't really, this it's yeah. not a good." 
You know what I mean? So I think as far as like, if they're looking for a place that they can have a, they can have this region here, this re this part of the region go into the Cintas center for however many years it's going to be. It's perfect. Honestly. I mean, it's like, and it's a great area in Cincinnati. You know, you're in kind of like a hub of the Midwest. Um, it's, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't continue to keep having the tournament here. And the the only reason they would not my only so the only reason they would not Good. is if the fans just don't show up, which I have no, no. concern about that from Xavier fans. They from no. from day one they've just eaten this shit up, and there's and Xavier fans no matter what no matter what time of year it is they love Xavier basketball. Yeah, and my, so yeah, the, and. The, I, I've seen people, people have gone out of their way to make it to a TBT. Like they went, we, everybody, that, that show out in Columbus, in Columbus was incredible. The pregame party to, uh, to both games, absolutely incredible. Then just yep. bringing it back to the hometown, uh, to the place that they, that all, every Xavier fan considers kind of a second or third home. Yeah. And, Good. and, and yep. just no, bring it, bring it back there. It, there's yeah. no reason that Xavier fans would not be jacked up about that. And, like, no. my thing, dude, how cool of a yearly tradition would this be? Like, not only for the fans, but to have, like, a player reunion. It's like a Xavier basketball family reunion every summer. You know what yeah. I mean? And there's a reason to get all these oh. guys together to celebrate Xavier basketball culture. And, and just, it, it's just such a cool thing. And I remember just last year in moments of just seeing, like, Ed Sumner and Two Holloway and Najee Marshall come back. It's, it's just such a cool thing to me. Yeah. I think that Xavier basketball is truly a special community. I know how much it means, you know, being one of the fans and, and I know how much it means. And I just think that having this for the for the city, for the for the fan base is just such a cool thing to have. And I think this year we can really, really cement this thing. Well, and it's interesting too, because we had when we were down for the NCAA tournament game, they had um me and Keith Jackson were talking for I mean a half hour trying to figure out ways to, you know, get everybody back for you know, once a year, maybe once every couple of years, whatever it is, whether it be you know, a golf outing or whatever it is, just like a Xavier basketball alumni meetup so that we can all just, you know, hang out and do like kind of what we did at the house of orange that night for the NCAA tournament. Like that was a, that was a big group of people coming back and, you know, it took some effort to set it all up. But once you get everybody in there, people, people sort of realize like, all right, this is a, this is actually a really cool thing to do. Like we, like I was saying before, we all gave everything that we had for four years to this basketball program why are we not making it a bigger deal that we should come back and we should be talking to each other and connecting and, you know, just networking in within that community. And for this to be something, you know, you got the Cintas center hosting the games this year and, you know, in the past couple, in the past year or whatever, but having this be the reason that we're all able to come back and having this like thing that's cemented every year, like, come on back. This is going to be a big Xavier basketball event. It's just, I mean, it's awesome coming from an ex player, to see all of us getting back and doing this stuff. And if this is the reason that we do it, then that's fantastic. Yeah. Hey, hey, Chad GBT yeah. uh, listed this, this um, site as the number one site for a reason. <laughs> hey, AI knows, baby. I like, it wasn't even close. I like to think it wasn't close. Yeah. yeah but th this is my plea to the fans, man. If we can really, really make this happen, your support is huge. I mean, it's huge for the markability of this thing. A absolutely massive. Absolutely yeah. massive. Yeah, you got to show up to the game. You got to show up to Dana's, the whole nine yards. Everything. Yeah, stay tuned. Yeah. Stay plugged in. It's yeah, gonna... we're gonna need to. We're gonna have to have BJ put a a gate up at the front of the parking lot because there's gonna be too many people in there. 
way too many. <laughs> no, open up a third parking lot. Yeah, right. Facts. What else, fellas? What else are we thinking? So, like, one thing that I've been thinking about, I mean, so I'm looking for a big bounce back year for Trayvon Blewett. So it'll be really interesting because uh, it'll be really interesting to see, like, you know, how he's looking, see what kind of see what kind of shape he's in. I mean, he's still balling overseas, but he, but point, point blank period, he did not shoot that well that last year. And for us to do that well, do as well as we did and come as close as we were to making it to a trip to Dayton with the way Trey was shooting, that just that that's another thing that we we can call it an addition this year. We know we know who Trey is. We know that that's that the way he shot last year is not who he is. But um, so if we can get that Trey that we sh- saw the first year, the way he shot, we can get that back. Man, there's no defense. There's no defense to stop this team. Yep. I think it's a really good point actually. Year one, I think he was a top five points per game guy at TBT in year one. I mean, he was absolutely unstoppable. And you're right, last year, I mean, he wasn't bad. It's still Trayvon Blewett, but he wasn't Trey you know, last year. And with everything else that you have on this team, you got the bigs, you got the guards, you got auxiliary guys. I mean, we go 13 deep. There's everything on this team. But yep. Trey is the second league scored school history for a reason. I mean, he yep. is an absolute superstar in TBT. In my opinion, easily top five, top ten score in the whole tournament. So if, he, if you're right, if you can get prime Trey, if you can get him cooking, I don't know how this team gets stopped. I really don't. Yeah. And yet, thought, I mean, remember his uh, his junior year when X went to the Elite Eight? He was probably the best scorer in the whole tournament that year. Yeah, I've there heard was national- no stopping him. No stopping him no, at all. None. I've heard national guys be like, he just absolutely caught fire and yep. was the best scorer in the whole tournament and dragged an 11 seed to, to almost the final four. Right. So I think, I think that's a huge piece because you know JP is going to be JP. You know he's going to talk his trash and get himself fired up and dive out of bounds and be a jackass. And you, and you know Mark's going to bring it. You know everyone's going to bring it. I'm not saying Trey didn't bring it, but there is just a different mode that he can go into that would make this team unstoppable. And my, my favorite part about it is like last year he did not play the the way that he expected and the way that everybody else expected him to. But that did like seeing him at Dana's afterwards, like awesome. like and just that entire week, his spirit did not break at all. Yeah. So like no. it doesn't change it. Really- I think that, that speaks. I think that speaks to what the TBT is though. You know, it's, it's a, it's a way for guys to come back. And, you know, when you're playing all year, you're playing for money. Um, it is a, it's a grind and it, it, it wears on you mentally and physically to come back and play in a tournament like this, where, you know, you're playing with guys that, you know, were either before you, after you, whatever, at the school that you went to. Um, it just, it's a, kind of a way to just kind of let all that, all that go, all of the pressure and worrying about contracts and, and all the stuff. It's just like basketball in a pure form where you're playing for money, but you're playing, you're, you know, you're with a group of guys and you're trying to win money. You're not out there trying to fulfill contractual obligations. You know what I mean? It's, and I think that that's part of the reason why, you know, you see a guy like him that comes in, maybe he didn't play his best, which I, I truly don't remember, uh, remember those games, but you're able to just kind of put that all to the side and just play basketball in a way that you probably haven't played basketball since, I mean, maybe high school. So it, it yep. really gives you, it really gives you a chance to just for a lack of a better term, just let your hair down and play. You know what I mean? It's gotta be refreshing, man. And you're in a stadium where everyone loves you. You know what I mean? Yep. Like you're, you're right. back in that mode. Cause like, let's be honest, like for a lot of guys, if you go overseas, you're probably not playing games that feel as big as games at Centop. 
Dude, I used to have dreams when I was playing overseas. I used to have dreams of like, you know, getting a call from somebody at Xavier saying that I still had eligibility left and I was coming back. I'm not <laughs> wow, even joking. That- I, I, that feeling of playing, I mean, I don't even know, obviously I never played in the NBA, but I don't even know if guys in the NBA feel that anymore. It's just a different feeling playing for a school and playing for a crowd of people that, you know, they're all like-minded and, and there's no bandwagon Xavier fan. You know what I mean? Like the Xavier fans are Xavier fans. There's nobody out there that's like, you know, so that's like just walking out. I can still remember like walking out of the, walking out of the tunnel. I got my headphones on and I'm like, just getting ready for the game. And people are just for an hour before the game, people are going crazy. And you definitely don't feel that overseas. I don't know about in the NBA, but you definitely don't feel that overseas. And when you get that, do you have a chance to do that again? It's a, it's a, it's going to be an awesome experience just being there. I can't even imagine what it's, what it would be like playing in front of Xavier fans again. Right. And then just running into old familiar faces. Like I'm sure it's going to be cool. Like running into Mario. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, and, and you probably went eight plus years of a lot of these guys, never seeing these guys ever, you know, maybe a text or something like that, but like, you're not really mm-hmm. seeing it. But just, yep. I just think it's such a cool reunion and just a mix of people. Like last year, Sister Rose freaking putting the, <sighs> the brat tag. I mean, it just creates such an opportunity for such cool moments, dude, that we would never get. You know what I mean? And every year, there's been, and we've only done it two years, it's our third year. I was telling one of my guys who I brought on this year to help the staff, I was like, you just never know what could happen. Like, yeah. it is an absolute mystery box. Like, anything could freaking happen. We should make a bingo card. We honestly should. We should do a roll bob bingo card. And uh, I'm not going to say a drinking game because Kenny's going to win that. But uh, (laughs) it's not even a contest. Maybe we'll do like shots versus like sips or something like that. Uh, We'll have to create a conversion rate. But uh, but no, there's going to be a a bingo card. There's going to be some wild stuff to happen. Free space. Cap signing Andy's nipple. (laughs) (laughs) On national television. (laughs) I doubt I'm ever going to stop that, but I'm going to try. I'm going to spend my whole life chasing that high of signing your your breast on national television. <laughs> Just chasing that dragon. And, then, and I want also hear the over-under on times Andy gets on the Jumbotron. Because it will happen. It's just a matter of how many times. It will happen. I think, are you talking we, about for the, whole, for the whole weekend or just the first game? Well, I, I'm thinking like all of TBT. I think it makes it a little more interesting. Because gotcha. you got, what, seven plus last year, Andy? It, it was, like, between the first, it was, between both years, between, like, being on the broadcast, being on the Jumbotron, it it was definitely double digits. Yeah, he's he lives on the camera. The camera loves him, the ushers hate him. That's got how it goes. <laughs> just, don't get, just don't get kicked out. We can't have a roadblock member getting kicked out again. He rides that line very tightly. <laughs> Literally, they, they came out and pointed the line out. They said, you cannot cross this line. <laughs> Figuratively or literally? No, literally. Like, they, like, um, so basically, before the third day, I sat down and, like, see this caution tape? You can't step, you cannot step across this. <laughs> oh. Well, we should probably put wraps on this thing here soon. I got one more question for Kenny. Who's the person you're most excited to see when you get down here? Other than me, of course. Man, Who's going to be most, most ecstatic? I don't, you... I don't know. I mean, I, like, it's a toss-up, honestly. Mario, Cheeks, 
book. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm just excited. I mean, I haven't seen these. I've seen Mario obviously over the years, but um, you know, Cheeks and book is, I haven't seen them in a long time. And then I'm honestly like getting to meet JP is going to be fun. You know, I, yeah. I, you guys are not the first people that have said that like me and JP got to get together because I think that there's a lot of similarities between us. Um, but I'm, so I'm excited yeah. to meet him. You know, it's a, like there's just a lot of people that I'm, I'm, you know, just being down at Xavier is great, but getting to see old friends and just all that stuff. Like I'm, I don't know. I don't think I could put a name to that, to the answer to that. I, I just can't wait to see you in your element, man. I, I know how excited you are. I know what it means. I just can't wait to see you. I can't wait to see you uh, living your dream, man. Uh, yep. It's going to be awesome. And then I'll go, I, and then after it's all done, I go back and sleep on your couch. <laughs> That's my favorite part about it. <laughs> like, hey, so when, when you were I recruited. Full, I need the full cap experience. <laughs> that, that, that's the beanbag chair. Hot tub and beanbag chair. Oh, Jesus. See, this is what they don't tell you. This is what Sean doesn't say in the recruiting pitches. You know, yeah. 10 years from now, you're going to be sleeping on Cap's couch doing yep. a podcast with them. Exactly. exactly. Shutting down Dana's. Uh-huh. Uh, Oh, there's a reason they don't, they don't want me in the recruiting room. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's going to be epic, man. I just love that we get this. I love it for the fans. I love that we have a reason to get rowdy and to see Andy, you know, paint his face and get on the jumbo um, trunk. I, so I, I, I'm sitting there playing MLB the show the other day. My girlfriend walks in after a trip to Target and says, I bought paint. <laughs> like, fuck. No. Gas me up. <laughs> Oh, I got one more question. Do you think we'll get an appearance from Teflon Sean? I would assume so. I sure hope so. It would be yeah. cool, man. I mean, I would, would be cool. I would assume that he's going to be around. I wonder if we'll get Ed. I, I wonder who's going to be. I want to do another bingo card, Andy, of like a who's who and Xavier. Like, who are we going to get to see? Who are we going to get to see? Are we going to see Najee? Ed? Yeah, we, so we need, to come, we need to come up with 24 – 24 things. Yeah. And we'll we'll have to tweet out the we'll have to tweet out the bingo card before Friday. Yeah, that would be hilarious. That would be <laughs> I think like that. I think people would really like that. Anything else on your guys' mind? Anything else we want to touch on before we uh before I head out of here? I think I'm good. I'm just I'm excited. Can't wait to get down there. It's gonna be a long week of work. Wait just with uh, with oh. all this excitement. I'm but Friday, come eight o'clock, it's go time. And I, I, Andy, I, do I think... will keep you stoked up. Good. So, um, for for us who live in the Cincinnati area, we got the we got the Stones fundraiser tomorrow night. You'll be listening to this on Monday, uh, Tuesday night. Was it seven o'clock? Seven to nine, baby. Seven to nine. I mean, I, uh, me and my girlfriend will be there. And Cap's obviously going to be there. Uh, Coop is a maybe. Um, Kenny, I think he's flying on private jet. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just it's just a cool a cool week to be around. I mean, just stay plugged in. There's gonna be so much stuff going on, and and get the Danas, get hydrated. I mean, how how great is that too? By the way, these game times Saturday, it's Friday and Saturday night at eight p.m. And then yeah. Monday night would be eight p.m. too. I mean, you can't draw it up any better. Yeah. Plenty eight, of- eight 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 eight. Chef's kiss, and I mean Saturday. I I don't want to think too far ahead, Kenny, but yeah. if Saturday night, let's if, not get I, far ourselves. Let's focus on Georgia Kings. Friday night. Manif- Friday night's going to be electric. I'm just manifesting one of the dopest nights in Xavier campus history. 
Yeah. It's just a beautiful weekend. And, and you don't know what's going to happen, but I just can't freaking wait, boys. And uh, I'm glad you're here for the ride.